because I did manifest somebody. I drew a picture of him. I wanted him to be funny and he ended up being a comedian and he looked exactly like the photo that I drew of him. <laughs> but he uh, wasn't very good. The teeth like had gaps and he had gap like gap. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kaz, your host, and joining us today is Belinda Love. She's an intuitive love and confidence coach, which I find is very cool seeing as her last name is Love. Welcome to the Big Sis Pod. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So good to have you here. And now, okay, million dollar question first up is love really your last name? I was going to say it actually isn't. (laughs) (laughs) I know another love coach or she's like an intimacy coach who's also got the last name love. So I wasn't sure if it was the same or not. Yeah. (laughs) So today we're actually going to be talking about blind spots when it comes to relationships and love. And it's something that I hadn't really thought about until we were discussing what we're going to have a chat about on the podcast. So I had to do a bit of Googling because I'm like, I don't actually know what that is. So I'm so glad to have you on and really help our audience today. Thank you. My pleasure. So let's talk about, can you maybe run us through the main blind spots that you see when you're talking with your clients and helping people heal? Yeah, absolutely. So love blind spots were something that I uncovered throughout my time as a love coach. And it was patterns that were showing up for people in their dating situations or circumstances. So I uncovered them. There's seven that are top ones. The first one is feeling not worthy. I will share that these are quite deep and can trigger people or make you feel a bit uncomfortable. And sometimes you have to feel uncomfortable to move through to get to the other side so that you can feel happy, which was exactly my story. I went through the hard stuff so I could come out the other end. So you're one of the coaches that's actually (laughs) done it themselves. So you really know what you're talking about. Yes, thank you. (laughs) I have studied as well, but my main experience comes from actually living it and transforming it in my own life life. So worthiness, so not feeling that you're worthy, having a deadline. So worried that you're never going to actually find love. You're too old. Especially with babies. Don't women Mm. like rush into relationships sometimes? Because they're like, I'm going to miss out. I'm going to miss out. Yes. And the the trouble with that is that you can miss red flags and then you end up settling for something that's less than what you deserve. And then you get stuck in the cycle again. And you have to make a choice, which is one of my clients, actually. She was with a man for two years. He didn't know if he wanted children or to get married. And she was umming and ahhing. He kept flipping and flopping. And I said, do you have a choice? You can choose that he doesn't want children and to not get married, or you can choose to leave. And she chose to leave. Six months later, met her fiance who became her husband who became her baby daddy oh that's beautiful (laughs) Um, and she was 38 so she had that whole fear of age happening and once you actually tackle the source of the fear and what's blocking you that's when you can shift it and then find the love you deserve That is a beautiful story. And so many people I know could probably relate, even if it's a friend of theirs, because I've seen it with friends as well. Mm. And you're like, just relax. And also allowing that space to call in somebody new instead of waiting around, not sure. Mm -hmm. She's cleared the space for the new person to come in. Yes, it's so true. The decision part is the hardest part. But once you make the decision, 
the I'll talk divine and universal stuff now. I love that conversation. <laughs> Spiritual Bring it on. <laughs> it allows that to come into your life. You're clearing the space and the universe says she's decided no for this or he, depending on who you are, or non-binary. I never know. That's another conversation for another oh, day. It certainly is, <laughs> yeah. yes. I've been talking to the crew, the big sis crew about that. Yes. Yeah, we probably haven't covered enough of it yet. Yeah, but maybe we could talk about it another time. Mm. But it doesn't matter who you are. It's universal for everybody. These mechanics are ingrained in us. If you understand what the block is or the love blind spot, then you open space for it to come in. So we've covered two. Have you got any others? Yes. So the fear that they won't make a commitment. A lot of people these days with a hit it, quit it, Netflix and chill mentality are not settled. I hate the word settling down because it's mm. not settling down. Yes, I agree. It's a growth journey. It's sort of joining forces with somebody for another exciting part or phase of your life. So I hate saying settling down. Maybe <laughs> a sense of commitment instead mm. of commitment Support. instead of settling. Yeah. yeah, I like to think of relationship now as... We're in such in survival mode because we are so trying to be independent and be on our own and do everything. And, you know, if we go back in history, we used to raise children in tribes and now we're more and more becoming single parents. And I think allowing someone to come into your life to support each other is better than the idea of settling down. Agreed. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> so what's another one that we need to look out for? Okay, so aesthetics. Literally just thinking he's not tall enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> or bad shoes. Remember <laughs> <laughs> that one? He's got terrible shoes, can't date him. Is that a real thing for yeah. you? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I did it when I was 18. I told a guy he had to get rid of those shoes <laughs> and he did. So I was like, all right, you can stay. <laughs> That's so funny. It's nice to give people fashion tips. I was just helping him, really. <laughs> so I've heard that saying like they have to be specific height, specific eye colour. Even for men, I've heard men say that she needs to be a size 10 or under. It's very limiting and you're not allowing for people to come into your life when you're purely looking at it through lenses, like focus lenses on one thing. That when I opened up my type, I opened up a world of so many more amazing people into my life. Well, that's an interesting one because a lot of people that manifest through journaling and, mm. it, and it's all about being very specific about what you want. W what's that argument there? Yeah, yeah that's Because I'm sure people have said question. to you, oh, but I'm manifesting exactly what I want. <laughs> that's yeah. a tricky one. It is a tricky one because I do believe you can manifest exactly what you want. But sometimes we don't necessarily know that is exactly what we want because I did manifest somebody. I drew a picture of him. I wanted him to be funny and he ended up being a comedian and he looked exactly like the photo that I drew of him. He must be a good drawer. <laughs> but he uh, wasn't very good. The teeth like had gaps and he had gap like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was exactly what I drew but wasn't actually what I wanted. Mm. That is so funny. I haven't actually heard of that before. <laughs> I mean, I used to do vision boards, like yes. cut and paste a model out of the magazine and put him on. <laughs> Sometimes quite close, yeah. but not exactly like you. <laughs> well done. <laughs> but to answer your question, I think have that but also be open. 
if you're just so closed off to one thing, what happens if he has tattoos and you don't want tattoos and everything else is fulfilled, for example? Keep your mind open, but be specific. <laughs> but a little bit flexible. Yeah, yeah, a little bit flexible. <laughs> I mean, what if you'd put braces on him in, in, with your visual? I should have put braces they on They might have been ready for you. <laughs> 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 oh, but they were, it was actually an endearing quality about him, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> well, there's some supermodels there without, you know. Mm, Madonna. That's right. Mm-hmm. And the heart girls, is it Jess or the other heart model? Oh, I'm not Australian sure. models. Anyway, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. They've got the gut. Mm. Anyway, moving on. What's next? <laughs> What's another one? I wanted to touch more on the connection one, the fear of commitment, mm. just because I think that is really prominent these day and age. Mm. We have what I call fast food connections. And I think that we are looking for which prime example of myself, which was my sex addiction, which I've recently revealed. I was spoken publicly about that. I have. Yes. That's powerful stuff to actually put it out there. Yeah. Mm. I kind of gently said it last year in a post on my Instagram Nothing really came of it. No, no one saw anything. And I was like, oh, well, no one cares really. <laughs> and, <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. And then the maths episode where, what was his name? He revealed he'd slept with 350 plus women. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. He revealed that and I was like, well, you ain't got nothing on me. No, how's oh, that bad? I'm interested really... <laughs> in these numbers now. <laughs> <laughs> you can Google it. It's there. Okay, so cool. I will share. I've um, slept with over 700 men and women because yep. I'm bisexual, yep. but not all of those were genuine connections, obviously, but I went into it thinking that they were because I was looking for that validation to be loved, to be desired, and I confused intimacy, well, sex actually, with connection and love. And I would be with them and it would be amazing in the moment and then the next day I'd wake up and they'd say I'll call you and you know I really want to see you again and then a week goes by and you don't hear from them and then you're flat on your face again. I was gonna say yeah that feeling of yeah why haven't they messaged or why don't they want to see me again and then of course you're just going to start thinking what have I done wrong Mm, and yeah what's wrong with me terrible cycle yeah, mm. and it's like it is a hit of drugs, really, because you are releasing endorphins, you know, serotonin, oxytocin, and you're feeling amazing in that moment. But then the next day, it's all, all the next week, whatever, it's flat again. So you need to find that next hit. And I think a lot of people this day and age are getting confused with the fact that the way they're feeling is intimacy, because intimacy is not sex, it's I see you, I hear you, I feel you, I love you. And we need to sort of understand the differences. And I think we're getting caught up in this cycle of these quick one-night stands and this connection to get a hit, which is actually a longer-term impact. Mm. I'm looking for the short-term fix. So dating apps is a huge, Mm. uh, not an issue, but that's probably helped create this as well as porn, which is a disconnect to loving partners. So there's many, many things that I'm very passionate about speaking about, especially on the podcast episode. So what do you think it was for you, like with, obviously it was a a self-love and not valuing yourself Mm. as much as you do now. Mm -hmm. 
Was it easy? Did you just get on apps? Like how did you create all those connections? Yeah. So I just turned 40. Yay. You look amazing. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Welcome to the club. (laughs) (laughs) So during the height of my addiction, we didn't have apps. So it was literally going out, meeting people face to face, clubbing. I would go clubbing four times a week, maybe more. And During the time, I didn't realize why, but now upon reflection, I knew it was purely because I wanted to feel attractive. I wanted to feel loved and desired. And when I'd meet somebody, that's when I felt it the most. So my whole life really, I was very successful in my career, et cetera, but my whole life revolved around my next hit, essentially. Mm. So anyone that's already following you or is about to look you up after this episode. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. <laughs> so you were on The Bachelor. So yes. were you in that stage of sort of self-sabotage when you went on The Bachelor or I, you had done a lot of healing? I had done a lot of healing. My body image, like body confidence, I hadn't at that point. I still had body dysmorphia, but my sex addiction and all of that was healed. I just didn't know that I had it even at that point. I only just realized that I had it through even, I think healing my body dysmorphia is what made me realize, oh my gosh, I had sex addiction and that's why I was so, anyway. (laughs) I want you on like regularly because I'm just feeling the great energy between us and that there's so many things we could talk about. Yes. So just on today's topic, have we covered everything with the major blind spots? I didn't cover all of them mm-hmm. because I'd love for them to do the quiz and Ooh, find out what Tell me about is. the quiz. How do we get involved with that? <laughs> so it's on my website. On the header, you click take quiz. What's your website? Might oh, as well plug it now. Belindalove.com.au. Perfect. And it's four or five questions, quick ones, and then it will give you the answer as to what your love blind spot potentially is. So that's a free quiz. Free. Free, free, free. free. <laughs> Why not do it? Yes. Please check out Belinda's quiz if you're feeling aligned to do so. Unfortunately, this recording was cut a bit short due to some technical issues. But as I mentioned, we'll have her back on soon enough with some more gold on relationships, sex and love. Have a great week.